I um, just own that category by giving myself that title. And I'm trying to share lessons through this story. And that's what I did for 12 years. I, you know, I dominated one small marketplace, a competitive marketplace. It's how I stood out. And I just stay hyper-focused on serving the one person that was just like me who wanted to keep gaining muscle. And that was the evolution of my business was new programs based on new transformations that I was personally going through. So, you know, that's, that's how I did it. And that's how we teach our students to do it today. And uh, it's a very, very simple formula. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with Vince Del Monte, who is a dear friend in the fitness industry. I've got to know him and his beautiful wife, Flavia, over the last five years or so. And um, yeah, they are the real deal. Like, I love Vince because he is not only a fitness business coach who has helped a thousand fitness pros to financial security and freedom. But he also had a fitness business before all of this. And that's what I truly love about him because he's actually walking the talk. He's actually done everything that he is teaching his students. So we sit down and I dig deep into what really makes a fitness pro stand out in what some might call a saturated industry and some of the common mistakes that he's seeing a lot of online fitness trainers and coaches make. So if you are a fitness coach, a trainer, or an inspiring fitness coach and trainer, you're going to want to listen to this conversation. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, Vince. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Hey, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Sometimes I literally have to pinch myself because I get to do this. Like I get to sit with the best of the best in the industry. So I'm really thankful for your time. Um, Vince, you've been, you know, you've coached over a thousand fitness pros to financial security and freedom with your seven figure mastermind. And what I absolutely love about you is that you actually did this yourself. (laughs) Like you started in the fitness space and really made a brand and business of your own before teaching people how to do the same thing. Yeah. So I wanted to like, let, let's, let's tell our, our listeners and our audience today, like, how did you first start in the fitness industry and a little about, a little bit about your business, like your fitness business before becoming a fitness business coach? I was just telling a couple of guys, um, former athletes at the D one gym this morning here in Franklin, I was training there this morning and, uh, they asked me, so what do you do? We told them we're moving to the US. So I uh, always give them this version in person. And I said, um, I was one of the uh, original fitness YouTubers back in 2008. 
and because you know people know YouTube. So I started my own online fitness business in 2006. So I got a jump start on everybody. I was one of the early, I guess you could call influencers that turned mm -hmm. it in 2006. But I um, built my business around my own personal transformation of being nicknamed Skinny Vinny all through high school, all through university. I was a distance runner. I was a competitive triathlete. And I ended up living with all these buff dudes in university. So I kind of lived vicariously through their experiences of being buff. And uh, I was always fascinated with the idea of adding muscle to my scrawny body. So when I got into fitness after university, I was just trying to look better and get rid of that nickname. I, was, I had no plans to build a business or you know create programs. That was not my intention. I didn't ever hear the term six-figure coach or seven-figure earner. Those were foreign concepts. I just wanted to you know, have a good job and, uh, you know, attract clients. So, and I was curious. So that's where my journey started back in 2002 after university had an exercise science degree come out like many, you know, um, graduates, you know, thinking you're going to make money and to pay it off quickly. I was making $10 an hour, but I loved it. You know, it was, you know, I, I was like, this is, this is my home. This is my, I love the fitness industry. So you know, long story short, I um, ventured into the world of online marketing. I discovered it early. I saw people making money online. I was skeptical as people probably are today. Is this really possible? Back in 2006, my, the guy I hired to help me told me that you're, you're, you're going into an industry way too saturated. Mm. That was a really interesting thing. And, and, uh, and he said, you know, there's a lot of people trying to sell muscle building products. And I saw a small handful of guys who were marketing their skinny binny transformations, their own version of them. Yeah. And I'm like, I got one of those transformations. You know, I wonder if people would want to learn from me and learn how I did it. The reason I'm telling this story is because anybody listening right now who wants to start an online business can build it around their own transformation, their first transformation. That is going to be your ideal target audience because you understand them better than anyone else. And because that's where all your personal pains from. So, you know, my pain basically became my purpose helping skinny guys build muscle naturally. And I did that for 12 years, launched a ton of different businesses. And, you know, after 12 years, people start asking you, Hey, do you teach how to do this? And that's how I eventually, you know, made the transition from an online fitness coach to, I never called myself an online fitness coach. I actually mm -hmm. want to say that I call myself uh, the skinny guy savior. And that's how I, I remember that <laughs> small, small S not Brilliant. capital S. <laughs> My dad said, make sure you clarify the savior part. I said, dad, don't worry. <laughs> but uh, I um, just own that category by giving myself that title. And I'm trying to share lessons through this story. And that's what I did for 12 years. I, you know, I dominated one small marketplace, a competitive marketplace. It's how I stood out. And I just stay hyper-focused on serving the one person that was just like me who wanted to keep gaining muscle. And that was the evolution of my business was new programs based on new transformations that I was personally going through. So, you know, that's, that's how I did it. And that's how we teach our students to do it today. And uh, it's a very, very simple formula. I remember you back then because Vince and I, my Vince and I, uh, we were, we were in the supplement industry. So we were surrounded by like the before and afters and the muscle building supplements and that sort of thing. But you really stood out because you were actually like authentic and real about your journey. You weren't promoting like, you know, protein, this is what, or creatine, this right. is how you put on muscle. Like you were actually, you were actually sharing your, 
your workouts. And I, I feel like you really stood apart. Um, and it was really, I always remembered your name and Vince, Vince and I've been following you for a while, just, just following along your, your YouTube and then seeing you become this amazing business fitness coach. Like how did you transition from that to where you are now? Yeah, it, it was, there's a couple, um, parts of the story back in 2010, when my business was really getting cranking, I had a couple of guys privately approach me and they said, you have a mastermind. And at the time I was in mastermind. So I knew what they were all about. You learn the best stuff to grow your business. And they were all like in similar spaces. So I'm like, why in the world would I run a mastermind with competitors? Makes zero sense. That's where my thought process was. And they said, well, what if we were to pay you? Uh, I think they offered me, it was $10,000 each. They said, what if we were all offer you $10,000 each? We found 10 guys, we organized the events and all you needed to do was show up and teach. And I said, um, hmm, now you got my attention. And uh, <laughs> they did exactly that. We had three events. I coached 10 guys. This is 2010. And I think it was more than three quarters of them went on to become seven-figure earners, not within a few years, within the year. Wow. So and some of these guys, listeners know who they are. They're very big names, but they were all starting at ground zero. And... Um, well, I don't have to, I don't normally tell the story, but at the end, I did not have a business coach teaching me how to renew them and how to continue it into a second year. And it was pretty crazy because on the third meetup, you were down in um the keys and they started asking what happens after this event. And I had no pitch, I had no skills on how to transition this. And despite the fact that they all become almost all seven figure earners in one year and they paid me 10 grand. You can look at the ROI on that. I said, okay, we'll do it another year and it's going to be 15 grand per person. And that was my pitch. And no one signed up. Mm. No one signed up. And they actually, because I developed close friendships with all of them, they wanted to talk to me in one of the guy's hotel rooms. And, and it was kind of like, felt like an intervention. And basically they wanted to explain to me why they weren't continuing. Mike, I don't understand. And they said, Vince, the very first meetup, uh, the first one was in Quebec. They said, you blew us away. Everything you taught us was like so far ahead of schedule. Like none of them had any of that going. They, they made massive gains. The second one in Vegas wasn't as good as the first one in Quebec, but you got, dropped some great knowledge. We implemented it and now we're here. This third event, they felt like there was a lot of repetition and there was a mm -hmm. sense of like, we're catching up and they didn't see the value in continuing because they had caught up. And mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, holy crap. And, and that was a massive lesson. And I said, okay, from that lens, I see where you're coming from. And what they were looking for was to have somebody way out in front, somebody to continue to lead. And this for me was just kind of like side cash. I was just showing up teaching. And then I realized my order to lead a mastermind of this caliber, you have to be growing continually. And sure, that's, there's value in being a part of a mastermind than just getting new stuff, but that's what they were looking for. And that year, I'm like, I'm not doing a mastermind again because that rejection was, that was really hard to handle. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm not going to try and help other guys, uh, you know, and I kind of just went alone for a while. So I never had any business coaching offer 
from 2010 until about 2016 when I started getting questions again. Oh, wow. And I played it safe. I said, you know, I'm not doing this mastermind because I don't want to face that projection again. I don't want to have people tell me that you're not, you know, uh, you know, good enough to, to, to keep leading me. That's how I interpreted it. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm still friends with all these guys to this day. You know, they, I'm like best friends with many of these guys to this day. Um, and I played it safe and I launched these two day mastermind events and they're called zero to six figure formula. And it was just like, give me two grand. I'll teach you everything I know. And then you go off on your own and, you know, see how you do. Now I did those for like two, three years, um, on the side. And I filled them up every single time, 20 to 40 people. I had this notebook and people would come and learn. And what I noticed is that there was a very um, low success rate, mm -hmm. really low success rate. Um, there was a couple guys who went on to building multiple seven-figure, eight-figure businesses, in fact, uh, but most of them you never heard from again. And this was now around, I think, 2017 when Bedros Koulian and Craig Valentine were getting ready to launch their Empire Mastermind. And Bedros reached out to me and, you know, essentially invited me to join the group. And we had a discovery call and I told him about, uh, you know, what I was up to. And he had noted that, uh, you know, a lot of people had in my space uh, had, had surged ahead and was, you know, trying to figure out what happened with you. And I told him kind of these stories and how I was operating, you know, from a place of fear. And a great mm -hmm. place of, uh, you know, you know, um, you know, I was playing it safe. I was kind of right. The way he described it is that you've been riding the e-brake for a couple of years, Vince. And, um, you know, I told him about small events and he said, Vince, how did you build your business? Were you a product of like small events? I'm like, no, I was a product of the mastermind. And he says, well, why don't you launch your own? And I told him the story I just shared. And he, you know, realized that I was scared. He said, have you ever had anybody coach you on how to run a mastermind? And at the time, Bedros and Craig had the biggest one that I was aware of in the industry, yeah. over 100 people. That was kind of like, the, if you had a mastermind with 100 people, you were at the top of the game. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, no. And uh, long story short, in that time period, I should also mention some stories. I'd also had some other failures where we'd hired some gurus, paid uh, more than $50,000 to. They ended up being scam artists. And it was actually my wife's money. So I wasn't feeling like the most confident entrepreneur. Let's put it that way. I'd had a lot of, um, you know, punches to the face, if you will. And I was starting to lose my confidence to lead other people. I was playing it safe and it was, uh, it was preventing me from scaling and growing. And essentially he, um, helped overcome those concerns. I enrolled into that program and, uh, he taught me how to grow a mastermind. And one of the things, because I had a couple of young kids, was that uh, I needed the sideline, the way he put it, we've got to kill your darlings. And we had to put uh, a couple other businesses I had going, a couple of fitness businesses, my supplements, my clothing line on the side in order mm -hmm. to grow the seven-figure mastermind. So, you know, I trusted them. And, you know, that was about five years ago. Five years later, we have over 300 active members. Wow. But I don't say that we're the biggest mastermind, but I definitely say we're the best. And that was always my vision to have the best fitness business mastermind. And uh, we teach them how to do high ticket coaching and uh, how to charge their uh, offers at a premium. So, so that's kind of like the story. There was a lot of like, you know, a lot of learnings along the way in order to get it to a point where I feel like it's stable. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's a, a true community where people 
are there for the relationships more than the transactional stuff that you get when you join a group. I love how you said pursue connections over transactions in I think one of your last posts. What what did you what do you specifically mean by this? Well, I see a lot of people, they come into masterminds and it's just take, take, take. What's it, what's in it for me? And mm. what they do is they they don't come into the group understanding that everything that they need is at their fingertips in this group, but it requires you to pursue connection and relationship and to learn how to express yourself if you're not getting what you need, where it's, hey, I'm a part of this community to make it better. I'm here to you know, meet people, gain new ideas, but to give back. Contribute, yeah. Mm-hmm. And because people don't have connections, it creates uh, the inability to make bigger decisions because you're always in a fear-based state. Mm-hmm. You don't believe you can grow because you believe that everything rests on your shoulders. And that's a massive lie. So a lot of entrepreneurs live around a lie subconsciously that suffering equals success. And you hear it by a lot of people, the, the harder you work, the more money you'll make. And it's, and it's BS. It's, you have to work smarter, right? Yeah. You have to work with people, right? You have, and, and a lot of entrepreneurs who come from like personal training backgrounds or athletic backgrounds, they have become successful because I was one of them by just pushing themselves. Grinding. Yeah. They're grinding, they're achievers. I get it. They And they distance themselves from people because they feel safe pursuing by themselves because that's what has got them so far. But you get to a point, you cannot get to the next level by yourself. So I'm trying to teach my members like, hey guys, there's members in this group who are doing 40 to 50 grand a day. What do you think they have that you don't have? Like you have access to everything that they have. But the thing is, is they've learned how to connect, utilize, you know, ask for help. And this is where, you know, um, you have to deal with your emotions, you know, um, like pride, you know, pride is, um, I, I should already know this ego is I already know this, you know, shame. Oh, I should be further along. So mm-hmm. you get all these emotions that show up when you join a group that prevent you from getting the help you need. So we tell people the most valuable skill you have is connection and learning how to say, Hey, I'm really struggling. Um, you know, I do private consults with people and they, and the first thing they say when they come in the room is they say, Hey, these are the numbers we do on social media. Here's the numbers we actually do. Mm. I'm like, Oh, difference. <laughs> so, wow. So you're literally living in a lie. Like, how does that, like, yeah. why are you doing that? And like, what, and then they start to dig in and you find out that everything they're do, they're doing is built around just, you know, posturing and, and maintaining an identity yeah. and they don't ever have a breakthrough because they don't make themselves vulnerable, right? You know, you know, vulnerability is the secret to getting everything you want. And we teach our members how like, if you're struggling, that's the point of being here. Run to us, not from us. And, and this takes a long time for people to learn how to express what they need and how to get it. Most people, the way they'll get what they want is they'll leave the group and they'll just start, they'll start all over. Uh, or they'll issue a cancellation or they'll try and issue a refund or they'll change their credit card and their pain. They, that's not what you actually want. You actually yeah, want yeah. a result, but they don't know how to say, I need help. I'm yeah. struggling. I still don't get this. And we spend a lot of time trying to help members to just embrace where they're at right now. Like, don't try and get so far ahead of yourself 
Don't try and get two steps ahead. Like this is what you're dealing with. You don't know how to make content. You don't know how to write a CTA. Like this is what we need to work on right now. You don't need to worry about anything else. So helping people really own their journey and their current settings is like, it's all the same stuff we teach in fitness. That's the interesting thing. Yeah, it's totally true. Like, even when Vince and I started our own, like we started our one-on-one coaching platform and grew fairly quickly, but we did it all on our own. And then you hit a point where you do need, you do need outside help, but it's the way you use it. And I was, I was always so scared because I was like, well, we did this on our own. We can, we can keep going on our own. But every time I, we joined a mastermind and I opened up and, you know, I, I contributed and I helped others. That's really what helped us get to that next level, you know, just utilizing everyone and creating those relationships. Um, that's where people get stuck. They think that they can keep going on their own. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the thing when I say the transaction thing is people are coming in to get tactics and strategies as opposed to, hey, you know, at this event, why don't you get to know a couple people? Why don't mm-hmm. you get a little pod, exchange cell phone numbers, create content together, reach out to each other when you're struggling, like go on trips together, like, do things that actually create a sense of security where like, God forbid something happened to your business. You still have these relationships with people. Yeah who could take you in. And this helps you operate way more courageously because you're not operating from a place of like, what if I fail? Everything now is viewed through the lens of, Hey, I'm going to gain a new lesson. I'm going to gain a new skill set, And, um, and that's a part of becoming a better entrepreneur. So that's really, it's, it's a tougher sell to sell that, you know, to sell the sustainability piece. Cause that's what that ultimately leads to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people are looking for a new funnel, Facebook ad, strategy, you know, th- things that appear to be the solution, but you'll always self-sabotage if that's what you look for. If you don't have a base of support to have the confidence to make those decisions in the first place. I love that. I totally, totally agree. And I, and I love how you, you brought this up, uh, about building an audience through authenticity and authority and becoming an attractive leader, like authentically, you know, like you, you, you said you deal with a lot of people with that have a lot of followers, but they're not really doing anything with the followers. How, how would you teach or what are your tips around, uh, you know, growing a personal coaching brand with authenticity? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I built my whole muscle building brand around one word, or I guess it's two words, no nonsense. Mm-hmm. And we just kept it real and raw. So like, Hey guys, we're going to teach you how to work out today. We're not going to dig into like all the in-depth science. It's like, I'm not a science guy. I'm a workout guy and we're going to keep these workouts simple. We're going to keep them short. And we're going to keep them t- intense. So like it's owning who you are. It's really doubling down on like knowing who you are, what you're good at and what you're not good at. So the more you tell somebody that like, I'm really good at workouts, I'm not the best at nutrition, that actually increases a lot of trust because you've exposed the vulnerability. So that was something I think I did really well on. Like I told guys, hey, I can help you gain the first 30, 40 pounds of muscle. If you're looking to compete, I'm not your guy, mm. right? I do that today. Like if you're looking for like somebody to help you master ads, our coaching program is not for you, right? We're the organic specialists. We'll teach you how to get to this level organically. So I think it's being comfortable owning your strengths. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, creating that uh, relatability uh, component. I think a, a lot of times, you know, trainers can get way too technical. I think that's the biggest mistake with trainers content. You're, they're creating content for like people who want other to get trainers. 
yeah. or want to get certified. Yeah. There's no storytelling. There's no connection. Mm-hmm. Right. And you really have to dumb it down to that, like grade five level, like sharing with people, you know, this is what I struggled with and understanding most people don't know, like what a macro is. They don't know what a portion size is. They don't know that they should do a second set and a third set. And for a trainer to kind of, you know, kind of reverse back to like telling stories about when they were in that same spot, that might be like, that's where there's a gap. And I think that's where you have the opportunity for the most connection. Sharing stories from your past that were challenging, that are going to create that relatability and create that what I call me too response. Mm. The more you can get somebody to say, holy crap, me too. Oh my gosh, you tried Arnold Encyclopedia workouts and were sore for a week. And, uh, you know, um, you know, you uh, had an arm wrestle with the toughest guy in new school and he stands <laughs> your arm and the hottest girl said like, oh man, you'd be so much more attractive if you had bigger arms. Like when you start telling those stories, people are going to all of a sudden, like, I like this person. And that's how I've distinguished myself amongst my competition, because the truth of the matter is, if you're looking just for tactics, like there's a lot of great coaching programs out there. I had an event recently in Vegas the last couple of days, and people come up to you all through the event and they say, you know, I shared some personal stories, you know, family stuff, you know, and they said, the reason I'm in this group is because of what you just shared. It had nothing to do with business. Yeah. It had nothing to do with a tactic or a new funnel or new lead generation thing or objection hand. It had to do with a personal struggle. Yeah. And people come up to me and they say, I'm in your group because you talk about family and faith. And the other groups I'm a part of, it's just money. It's just transactional. It's just business. And people don't share with each other. It's very cards close to their chests. You know, people are kind of guarded. You know, it's hard to make relationships. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is actually quite unique what you have here. I'm like, holy cow. Well, so um, maybe I need to double down on on that. So, but I, I'm not like, I'm just being who I am. Yeah. Right? And I think that's the key for people to understand. Like, you, you don't want to try and be anybody else. You just got to be the best version of yourself and double down on what makes you unique. Your unique abilities and your unique story is what's going to attract people to your world. And that's the number one thing nobody can steal. The best content is content people can't steal. The only content people can't steal is stuff that comes from your personal life. And that's why it's so crucial to share and, and shift away from just being technical, um, which can you know only get you so far. I agree. One of the biggest periods of growth in my business, and I didn't even mean for this to happen, was when I just shared um, going through the miscarriages in between having Jackson and Logan, because I was like, I wanted to find out what was wrong with hormones and stuff. And I just literally shared that journey. And then so many women connected with me on it, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, because, you know, most women don't talk about miscarriage. Right. And then they ended up coming and joining. And I didn't mean for it to happen, but it was just that piece of sharing a personal story and connecting with people. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I basically I did that, honestly, for therapy for myself, too. Right. Just kind of talking it through. Right. Yeah, people want to know you're normal, right? They'll do their homework. They'll see, okay, he's got some social proof. She's got some great testimonials. Yeah, that that's they're gonna do that in ten seconds. But you know, they're not gonna call fifty people on your program to verify if you're any good. They're gonna just see, do I like this person? Mm-hmm. Do I know this person? Do I trust this person? So you know, for for people listening, thirty percent of your content should just be relatability content. 
You know, what are you eating today? What are you training today? What books are you reading? What are you doing with your kids? What lessons are you learning? What challenges are you facing? Like, where where are you today in the world? What are you doing? So that is this. I always say, you probably heard this, people buy coaches. They don't buy coaching, right? And I keep hiring the same coaches because they get to know me. And this is like, you know, back to the whole connections versus transactions piece. There's been people in our program for three, four years. And, you know, one guy told me, he said, you know, you know me, like when I send you a voice note and you send me one back, you're giving it in context to knowing my girlfriend and knowing my goals and knowing that I don't like doing video. And so like we've spent this, like you're going to go start all over. It's like starting like a new, you know, marriage. It's like, so you're just going to erase much effort. (laughs) Yeah, like you're gonna, it's it's gonna be harder to start from ground zero than to actually do the work and get uncomfortable, and get vulnerable and connect with people in the group. Like we've made such headway. Like I have to explain my whole life story to a new coach. I don't want to go through that, you know, dating process again. I want to because when I sent a voice note to Bejo, it's like he knows what's going on. He knows all the details in my life. We've invested so much time into the relationship, which makes. The ROI get from the coaching way bigger than somebody who's just there to learn maybe how, you know, his leadership skills, whatever. Hey, I'm going to interrupt the show because I have to share one of my most favorite pieces of home equipment slash travel equipment. And if you love to work out as much as I do, then you're going to want to check out Max Pro Fitness. This is so awesome. If you're following me on IG, coach underscore JVB, you will see some of the videos I posted with the MaxFit Pro. It's a full cable system that folds up into a backpack and you can legit bring it anywhere or pull it out. Like it's so easily stored. And for all my fellow strong women out there, there are 50 resistance settings from five pounds all the way up to 300 pounds at the turn of a dial. And the entire system only weighs 10 pounds. I love it so much that I have partnered with them to offer you guys $100 off your purchase. So I'm going to include the link in the show notes. Be sure to check it out and you're going to save $100 off the full cable system that folds up into a backpack. Oh my God, guys, you are going to love it. I hope you take me up on this opportunity because you are not going to be disappointed. So do you yourself always invest in a mastermind for you, for you and your business? Right now I'm getting one-on-one coaching from him. And it always is kind of like, I think as the, the more you grow, you sh- could have multiple, like we've hired people to help us build an internal sales team. That was something mm. separate to solve a specific problem. Um, he brought something to the table, which was installing an EOS implementator to have better structure, leadership, or uh, organization in the company, which was uh, something I never had coaching on. I think earlier on, you can get everything you need from just one group, first two to four years. Uh, once you're over seven figures, you might want to invest into, you know, I think there's like like something to be said just about hiring like hired guns or um, consultants for like like a short window of time. Like, hey, I want to really learn this reels thing. Hey, can we hire you for six weeks or for a couple sessions? Just teach us this and like actually make it applicable to our stuff. So there's different ways of getting help. But I think the most powerful is to be a part of a community. Um, you know, I'm in the hundred million mastermind as well. You know, at my last event, uh, I was at, I was asking Ryan Stuman and, um, 
Ken Clothier and um, oh, who's another guy? A couple of guys who run big events. I was just asking them about you know how they fill them and how they negotiate fees with guest speakers and just asking very specific questions like, hey, what does Grant Cardone charge? Hey, what does Ed Milet charge? Like mm-hmm. very valuable intel. Hey, what yeah. do you charge? You're talking to Dan Fleshman. He's like, I'm like, how come you always have your events out in Beverly Hills? And he's like, oh, because the celebrities we get, they all live there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And then he explained further. He's like, yeah, if we did our event in uh, you, you know Florida, I'd have to pay forty thousand dollars for them to fly first, you know, uh, private. I'm like, oh, okay, wow, I never thought of that. So like little simple little things, things, yeah. That like they just like high level knowledge, like time collapse, right? Yeah. They've done this before. They've done this before, and then they can connect you. Hey, use this person for your event. Hey, use this audio visual video yeah. company. Um, hey, I got five people who could be sponsors for you. Let me introduce you. You're like, holy cow, one text message later, you've got somebody sponsoring your event and you know, also paying a fee to be at the event. You're like, that doesn't yeah. happen by yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's the whole time collapsing thing for us too. Like you can you can get so many little pieces of like information by being in one place and it's invaluable. Yeah. yeah um absolutely. so so many fitness coaches, um, you know, aspiring fitness coaches get so discouraged when they quote unquote, like launch, right. Or they tell people what they're doing and it's crickets, you know, maybe they get one or two people and you talk a lot about putting in the reps for literally whatever you want to do, whether it's growing a YouTube channel, your Instagram, your coaching business. What does this mean? Yeah. Dirty reps, right. It, yeah. It's going to come from a lot. I think the first thing is understand like you're building a business. This isn't a pet project. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, understand that everything you see on Instagram, you're watching the fiction channel, right? Everybody, everybody shows you their highlight reels. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So you can't get caught up in what other people are telling you because you don't even know if it's true. So you really have to have a long view and understand that in the first two years online, nobody likes you. Nobody mm-hmm. knows you. And nobody trusts you. Your content sucks. You're not good on video. You're not good at connecting. You don't know how to make calls to action. Your program's not that great. And you're going to have to put in the reps for two to three years. Now, does that mean you can't hit a 10K, 20K, 30K month in that window? 50, you know, you can absolutely hit milestones. You can definitely see, like, hey, this is a viable livelihood, but in order to really stabilize it, it's going to take you, you know, at least three to four years to get to a point where you're like, hey, I got a bit of stability here. And I always tell people, if you're looking for stability, entrepreneurship's the last thing you should do. Totally. <laughs> you know, if you're looking for security, like this is everything but secure. Yeah. Right. You're dealing with constantly changing environments as your business grows. Then you're going to have to deal with team members and people starting to poach your clients, and then you know, team members wanting to compete with you. Like the problems don't get easier, they get harder. And the analogy I use is every level of revenue in business, it's like climbing a mountain, right? 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. The higher you go, the thinner the air gets. It doesn't get easier. It gets riskier. It gets lonelier. There's greater consequences. Less people understand what you're doing or why you're doing it. So you really have to have a goal that's attached to 
what this is going to do for you, uh, you, you know, you personally, like, and a real sense of, you know, who you're becoming versus what you're doing. I always mm-hmm. say entrepreneurship is the greatest personal development program in the world. Um, and we're going through this right now with my brother. Uh, my middle brother and I just launched a coaching program at a bedrock. Uh, we filled the first one we did a couple months ago, 25 guys, and it was really simple. And right now, we're not getting the response we want. Mm-hmm. So here I'm a 16-year-old, 16-year veteran at this, and we're trying to figure out why are people not responding. And, and we know right away, it's the offer. People don't understand the messaging. So I'm trying to explain this to my brother, like, hey, this is normal, right? Like, you got to stop being so critical of yourself. You need to stop beating yourself up. And this is what we face in this world. If people aren't buying, it just means that we need to improve what we're saying. The offer is not clear. It's not resonating. You can't take it personal. But I totally understand because I, 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 I talked to him the other day and said, dude, what are you so scared of? Like, what are you, you're like, he's getting stressed out. And I said, is it the money? Like, you know, I could hire you. And like, he's like, no, man, it's not the money. I'm like, it's not the money. Like, we're, he's a teacher. So he's on a teacher's salary. So he's already very familiar with, you know, that, that you know, that type of life. And so it's, he's not driven by the money at all. Um, one thing he's definitely concerned about is that people don't like his work, mm. that he, his work is being rejected. And I think that's what prevents a lot of people from stepping into it because, you know, if this is supposed to be your zone of genius, like you're a fitness coach, this is the number one thing you've got going for you. And you're putting yourself out there and people yeah. aren't responding, you're being rejected. Yeah. And, and, and if this is supposed to be your life calling and people are rejecting you, that's the ultimate rejection. Yeah. It's like your identity is being. Yeah. Rejected. It's not like yeah. I'm trying to yeah. be a car mechanic yeah. and people are saying, I don't want to, I'm like, I'm not a car mechanic. I don't really care. Like this, that's a, not even a zone of competence. That's a zone of incompetence. So I'm being rejected on something that I'm supposed to be good at and that I mm-hmm. feel like I've been called to do. That's a hard a pill to swallow. Um, and, and I think that just requires humility and just understanding like there's a process here that you can't, you know, there's no steps you can skip in learning entrepreneurship and sales and marketing and all that. So, so it's I like just, problem solving all day long, basically. You know? it, it's problem solving. Yeah. yeah all the time. Yeah. And just yeah. really managing those expectations and knowing why you're doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Like he wants to create something meaningful with me. And I'm like, well, we're not going to be, we're not going to do that if you quit. Like this is going to become more meaningful if we get through these tough days and these, and, and we, and we solve this problem. But if we solve this problem, then guess what? The one, when we open it up in the future, we'll have more people. And then we open yeah. it up again. Like it's only going to get better. And I think this requires the long view. And yeah. if you don't think long, you can't be an entrepreneur. Totally agree. It's about like getting through the problem and keep going, you know? And there'll be new problems. I told yeah. like these are the problems we're dealing with now. Like there's going to be bigger problems, but you know, the benefit is bigger problems pay better paychecks. So totally. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a personal question. Um, you know, since you've made the transition to a full-time fitness business coach, uh, you still make time for your fitness and you know you're probably busier now than ever three beautiful children uh husband to the amazing flavia how do you still make time for your fitness and has it changed from when you first started 
Well, I went through a phase for three years where um, it was after our third was born. I don't know exactly how it started, but I think it just starts off with like a little complacency, right? You know, maybe, you know what, you know, it's not complacency first, it's a compromise. Mm. Normally you have like one bottle of wine on Saturday and then, and then you, you compromise, you know, Friday night too. Right. And that goes on for a couple of months. The next thing, you know, uh, you know, midweek's kind of stressful. Have, you know, now you compromise again and you get next thing, you know, in this complacent state. And then the complacency, the, the compromise leads to complacency. Then the complacency leads to comfort mm-hmm. and comfort becomes a norm. So I went three years and I went from like a lean muscular you know, low 200s to 227 pounds, not good weight. I gained 30 pounds around my gut. And this really messes with your head. And it creates like true, well-deserved imposter syndrome. Because you're telling people to hold their commitments and to not quit and to trust the process and to not negotiate. And you're not even doing it in your personal life. Like that is going to create self-sabotage. You will, you won't be able to get to the next level because deep down, you know, that you're a liar. So that went on for like three years. And I kind of just like on social media, Hey, you know, look at me, I get, I'm having a great life. We're drinking again, having cigars. And it's just, I have nothing against those things, but, um, I wasn't in control of them. They were in control of me. Like if you said, you know, don't drink tonight. I'd be like, oh man, oh, you see, that's ah, not a big deal. I needed it. It became a vice and it started to act as uh, a soothing agent to um, manage stress that I wasn't dealing with in a healthy way. And the consequences was a 30 pound gut, which I never had. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, I can't, this is bad. It's embarrassing. So it wasn't until this past winter, um, when I hired Bedros actually for 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 his last year one on one coaching, and uh, I told him, I said, you know, this is what I talked about on the discovery call. I said, like, I got I got to fix this thing first. He says, yes, you do. We do need to fix that. You <laughs> recommend seventy five hard, and I said, I'd already done it three times, but I failed every time. I didn't get past day twenty one. Oh, I got beat on by salt ruffles, salt and vinegar chips. Those are my favorite too. <laughs> And in Canada, all right. Those, oh my gosh, Miss Vicky's too. Oh, Miss Vicky, the malt vinegar. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I'm like I, on one of the attempts. I didn't even make it two days. I mean, second day we went on a ski trip with the family, and my kids brought them out, and I'm like, uh, I didn't even put up a fight. I'm like, that's that really, really creates like a complex. So, and here's the thing: I was afraid to admit that I needed to do this with a group of guys. I'm like, I don't need to do a freaking 75 heart challenge with a group of guys. I can do it by myself. I finally rounded up. I said, I rounded up eight guys, five of us finished, and we did it together. Actually, I think, uh, oh no, you were at my birthday before. So I started it after in January. Yeah, yeah. So yes, your birthday's in December. We were there. Yeah, we were there yeah. in December. Mm-hmm. So January, we started it. 75 days later, 150 workouts later. Uh, you know, cheating on the diet, no alcohol. What I realized is that, you know, um, I was a master negotiator. I was Mm -hmm. very good at self-negotiating and talking myself out of it, making excuses and having a lot of loose commitments. 
And you can't hold your team to higher standards if you don't hold your own commitments in your own personal life. So that was a huge breakthrough. And that actually was all leading up to our Nashville event recently, gave me like real confidence to approach some big name speakers and to lead the team. It was a very successful event. And I, I contribute a lot of it to just being, you know, true to myself and knowing yeah. when I look in the mirror, I have what it takes. I got what it takes. And I can, and I raised the bar. And what was interesting over the last couple of months is we've had a number of people, you know, Vedras um, Warmy says, in this process of you raising your own standards, you will have members on your team who either do one of two things. They either step up or they bow out. Because mm -hmm. when you demand more of yourself, people are going to feel exposed. And um, that's good, right? You want to start smoking out where other people have loose commitments. And when you're in a position of, hey, I hold my commitments, our word is our bond, people, again, will either rise to the occasion um, because people don't want to be dishonest. So that's one, they're going to either be dishonest or rise to the occasion. And that's the environment that we have started to create. And it comes back to being high performers. Uh, but I can't lead a high performing team if it's not being demonstrated in my own personal life. So uh, it, it's crucial. And if it's a commitment, then it's a commitment. There's no, there's no exceptions. There's no excuses. You just figure out how to do it. I did it in the middle of winter. Yeah. I remember watching your walks <laughs> in the dead of winter twice was, a day, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was rough. There was some days that were just like, did not want to do it, but you've made this commitment and you needed to check in at the end of the day with the group. And I didn't want to disappoint the group and I didn't want to be the guy that had to bow out. So I just realized, well, I need, I really do need other men to have breakthroughs in my life. And, you know, we've heard this, everyone here, yeah. everyone here Community knows this, okay. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it, 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 you have to swallow your pride and you have to admit like, Hey guys, you guys want to do this and, and you got to, you know, put your money where your mouth is. And that's how you build confidence is by not breaking commitments to yourself. And then when you do that, that it just exudes into every area of your life, right? And that's how you're showing up to other people. And now your identity is built around who you are and not what you yeah. do. Mm. Now, because you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people's identity, they get so caught up in, I didn't hit a 10K month or, hey, yeah. this launch didn't go well. Uh, say, so what are you going to do? Are you a quitter? No, I'm not a quitter. Right, good. So you tie it back to a character trait that they can control. You can't control how the launch goes, right? But what you can control is the feedback loop. Yeah. Well, what did people say? What didn't they say? How can we change this? How can we make this better? So now your identity is built on I'm a constant learner. You know, everything is a lesson. All right, state of gratitude. Wow, look what I get to do. I don't have to do this. I don't need 20K months. I want 20K months. So now everything you're doing is from a place of, wow, I can't believe this is my life. As opposed to, oh, I should be further ahead. This is so hard. Oh man, I'm never going to get my break. That, that's, uh, that all comes from trauma and the past lies from mm -hmm. the past, um, but, which has to be dealt with. But you really need to get your personal life to a state of you know, congruency with what you're promoting on social media. Or you'll always self-sabotage because you don't mm -hmm. feel like you're worthy because yeah. you're, you're gaining, you're, you no one's like, I'm making money, but I'm a liar. Or you, you feel like always, a liar. Yeah. Yeah. You'll self-sabotage every yeah. single time. Mm -hmm. I love that, Vince. This has been an epic conversation. Thank you so much. Where can everybody connect with you, find you? And I'll include your links in the show notes as well. Yeah. 
at Vince Del Monte, V-I-N-C-E-D-E-L-M-O-N-T-E, um, on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and podcasts. Thank you for taking the time out for me today. I know our listeners got so much value from you. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Vince. Absolutely. And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barnabelle Pay. Take care and stay strong.